Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And again, this week, it's Randy Cash way over there. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Virtual Randy Cash through the computer. Yeah, that's me. That's you. <laughs> I have to say, last week's episode was cracking me up, like, because you know, you started doing the whole raising your hand thing, like, halfway yeah. through. And I was cracking up because you watched the like the playback of the video. And sure enough, I would say something and you'd be like, hey, got to ask a question. <laughs> I have something stupid to say. Oh, goodness. No, you don't. You have good things to say. In fact, oh, I hear that feedback a lot from people. They're like, I really like the fact that Randy, like, you know, he he imparts funniness. Like he has the comedy element of things, but that he also really does know what he's talking about. So you don't have something stupid to say. Well, you might have I something stupid to say, but you also bring a good element of balance to this whole like recording thing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we now have actually a video file to go along with the audio file, which made me just like super happy. You kind of surprised me with that. Yeah, I can't wait to do it in my dining room again because I'm I'm working on some things over here he's got like it's like your secret layer you've got like I don't know oh he's changing us around look at there it's like a whole setup you got going on I kind of like it yeah (laughs) people watching are be like what is going on with the video Uh, well they don't have to see it I can zoom it out man I got that technology No, I like it. I do. I feel like it's just been kind of this like work in progress. You know, I know there's a lot of people that kind of like, I guess, want to do podcasting. And I love the fact that like, I'll be like, hey, Randy, let's try X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, you got it. Let's make it happen. It's kind of fun. It makes it fun. It is fun. I love doing this stuff. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. Oh, and there's Kitty making an appearance. Okay, awesome. Yeah, he knows the camera's on. He does. This cat always know when he always knows when we're recording here. Always. Even That's when my funny. daughter he just does, shows up. yeah, my daughter does her uh, music class online uh-huh. here that she teaches a couple sure. of days a week, and the cat always knows. Oh, when I record <laughs> the other podcast here, same thing. Cat's always out there on the floor, laying like everybody. Look at me! Look at me! That yeah. is hilarious. I um the other night I was doing one of my videos for my relationship communication workshop that's going on right now. I try to stay a little bit ahead of where we are so that I don't like fall behind in the video recording. Uh-huh. I swear to you, I had to record the same video eight times in a row because I would get to the very end and then one of the animals in the house would do something ridiculous. So I had like at one point the cats decided it was World War Three in the living room. Then the dog that never sneezes decided to be about three feet from me and had a sneezing fit. And so like I get to the very end of the recording and I'm like almost wrapping up and you hear, achoo, achoo, yeah. achoo, and it just, it just goes for like a minute and I'm just, I'm cracking up. So I'm like, okay, finally I had to put all the animals downstairs. I gave them treats and I went, okay, y'all stay down here. I must record. It was a whole thing. That's so, funny. Anyway, how are things in quarantine life for you? You still working? Yeah, I'm still working. I've been helping my brother do flooring mm-hmm. the last few weeks. You know how I always come on this podcast saying how much I hate my stupid job? <laughs> you do say that. You do. Yeah, I did a painting job this week, man. I love painting. It ain't that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad at all. Oh, doing it's flooring. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's work. Yeah, painting's not yeah. so bad. It is hard work. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with it, but I remember helping my dad when he redid all of the floors in our house growing up. And I mean, he did it like basically just him with some helping from like me and my mom. 
And it was a, it was an undertaking and it was definitely, you get to the end of the day and I wasn't even doing the hard, hard stuff, right? Like he was doing all of that heavy lifting. He was exhausted. So I, I get it. I get it. Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad there are still people that you're able to work for though. That's awesome. Yeah. Most of the work, uh, all the work my brother does, no one it's unoccupied. So no one's there. We don't really see anybody. The materials are there. We just show up and do the work and leave. Um, right. The job I'm doing now, somebody sort of lives there. They haven't moved in yet, but they're in and out, moving yeah. things in, little boxes and things like that, you know. Uh, so I, I still pretty much, for the most part, have it all to myself. Right. And like we've established, you've been perfecting the art of social distancing for quite a while. So you're just yeah. putting it into practice in real life now? Decades. No, everybody else just catching up, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I will say, I I think that, you know, so what is it? Uh, I mean, yes, this is going to go live on Thursday, but I guess right now it's April 20th, according to my um, my little calendar here on my computer. And from what I'm gathering, what'd you say? It's 420, dude. Oh my goodness. From what I'm gathering, from what I'm gathering, there is going to be at least another, probably till like May 15th or so of this kind of stay at home, social distancing thing. And I I definitely think it's starting to wear on people a little bit. I think just the fact that there are still many, still so many unknowns and a lot of just kind of waiting. It's almost like that hurry up and wait, you know, and that that's wearing on people. It really is. I I've been doing the uh, Thursday night free live zoom support calls and have had a lot of really great questions that have come in. And so I'm trying to kind of recap some of those both on my blog that goes live on Mondays and the podcast on Thursdays, just to kind of let people know like, Hey, you are not alone. I mean, those, those sentiments of we're all in this together. I know there's some people that kind of, oh, whatever, you know, but it really is true. I mean, we are all in this process of adjustment and we're, we're all adjusting in our own way, but we are definitely in it together. And, it, and it's a process. It's not something that, you know, we can just snap our fingers and get used to it. It, it takes some time. Unfortunately, it's not something we can just snap into real quickly. Yeah. If what, regardless if you think this is legitimate or not, if it's an overreaction or not, it doesn't matter. We're all faced with the same set of circumstances. So mm-hmm. try to make the best of it. It really sucks. You know, I, the Home Depot has been crazy lately. Yeah. And, Everybody's at home trying to do home yeah. projects. And I think, you know, if you can make some meaning out of what you're going through, I mean, that's kind of going back to a few weeks ago when we talked about the stages of grieving that we're sort of going through. And again, it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of what you believe or think about what's going on. It's more so just that, you know, whatever stage you're in, that feeling that you don't have a lot of control over the outcome or you feel stuck. And, you know, I'm a big believer that we're never as stuck as we think we are. And there, there are ways to make meaning out of the time. Like I've taken to going for a daily walk. Now, I'm, I'm a relatively active person. I mean, I've had some health issues before that have kept me from being as active as I would like to be. But going for that walk every day has actually become really like an important part of my day. Like I look forward to it. I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I start thinking, okay, what time can I like go for my walk? And then I do, I go for probably like a good 45 minutes, if not longer than an hour some days. And I just like find new paths around my neighborhood And just having that is different. It's not something that I had kind of prior to this whole situation. 
And I've said a number of times, I've told my fiance, I'm like, you know, I really want to keep that going. Like I, I want to like, no matter what happens in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks or six weeks or however long it's going to be, I want to keep some of that, you know? I see a number of people that are, you know, doing home projects or maybe they've had a a to-do list forever of things that they want to do at home and haven't had the time. And now all of a sudden they've been sort of a whole bunch of time has been plopped in their lap. And so they're trying to figure out like, well, what can I do? How can I see this as an opportunity and less like a setback, you know? But I also, that's not to say that there aren't people that are really struggling financially or, you know, knowing how they're going to make ends meet. And I'm not at all making light of that. I mean, I think sometimes we have to, you know, look at what does survival look like? You know, how do we, how do we make it through a really difficult time? And I think that's where that we're all in this together. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, acts of service that people are doing. If it's, you know, donating food or time or resources to those that need it. And that, that warms my heart. It really does. It makes me kind of see the good in the, in the human, the human race that we all are a part of. And I, that part I really like. Yeah, I agree with you. And it, it, yeah, it, we're all in it together. Like you said, Yeah. I like how you said it too, though, that it's like, no matter what perspective you're coming at this whole situation from, like we, we are all still experiencing the same, you know, set of things we have to kind of abide by and adhere to and all of that. Um, Kind of on that train of thought, one of the questions that was submitted in last week's zoom call was why do I feel like I'm kind of vacillating between I'm super productive one day and I get a lot of stuff done. And then the very next day, it's hard for me to get off the couch. Like I literally go from my bed to my couch and I can't, I I just can't get myself motivated to do anything else. What's wrong with me? You know, and I'm, I'm kind of hearing that a lot. Once I read the question on the call, I had a few people that were kind of like, yeah, that's me too. Oh my goodness. I'm doing the same thing. And this is sort of a, like we're, we're almost experiencing like a small trauma response and maybe a large trauma response, depending on your, your past life experiences where some days are not going to have that same level of productivity that maybe the days prior had. And what we have to do is even if we know we're not going to be in this scenario forever and ever, we do have to kind of dig into those um, emotional compassion reserves that we allow for ourselves. that maybe on a day that you feel really overwhelmed by the circumstances, the best you could do was get up and brush your teeth and, you know, splash some cold water on your face. And then you relocated from your bedroom to your living room. Now, clearly, I don't want people to stay in this zone forever. So if you are someone that feels like you're spiraling in place, maybe that's when you should be reaching out to a therapist or a coach or somebody that can help you through it. But if it's just simply that some days feel more productive than other days, this is where we have to kind of go, well, what what is productivity? How do I even want to define that for myself? Can I give myself some levels of compassion to just be okay with what I've accomplished today, focusing on the good, focusing on what I have done and not focusing so much on what I haven't. Or even if I had a great idea of I'm going to do 27 things tomorrow when I wake up because I felt really motivated before bed, but then I wake up the next morning and I don't feel that way. Allowing yourself to kind of redirect and rescript your day is a really important part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. This is a the shock to your system, man. I don't know if most people are have a routine or not. I have a routine, you know, 
a daily routine. Yeah. I get up in the morning, I have my morning routine, I go to work, and eh. and when that's disruptive, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's a shock to the system. You know, you uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess you can start doing push-ups. I don't know. That is a really good word, Randy. I agree with you. Shock. And that that is kind of what it's like. You know, it, it's that kind of like. Some people have even described it to me as feeling like they're they're walking underwater or they're, you know, walking through wet sand or they feel like they're going through the motions of life, but they don't feel completely connected to everything that's happening. And that's that adjustment period of, you know, trying to figure out like we know we're not going to be in this exact scenario forever. We don't know what it's going to look like when we come out the other side, but we do know that we're not going to be kind of as cooped up and stuck as we feel right now. And so I think there is that kind of shock to the system. It's like the brain can only process so much at any given time before it wants to shut down, which is why if you have a super productive day on, let's say Monday, and then you wake up on Tuesday and you can barely get out of bed. Well, some of that might have to do with how much you exerted yourself the day before and how able the brain is to kind of be, you know, resilient and and sort of bounce itself back. And so when people are talking about like the concept of self-compassion, I always want to remind them that it starts by having some self-care in your life. And Randy, you mentioned having like a morning routine. That's a really good self-care element that no matter what you're doing, maybe you're completely laid off from your job and you don't have a lot of structure. That doesn't mean that you can't create some structure in your day. You know, maybe you don't wake up until 10 in the morning. Maybe it's noon. Maybe it's two. I'm not judging your your time, right? It, it, that's not the point. The point is, as soon as you wake up, what are some things that you can do to give yourself daily structure that you can look forward to that you know is going to keep you on some feeling of being like on track? I was laughing when you were saying that uh, because my daughter yeah, mm-hmm. just recently told me that um yeah dad all the fruity pebbles are gone and i was <laughs> like yeah i ate all the fruity pebbles and i forgot how i was going to tie the fruity pebbles into what you were saying because <laughs> i got distracted by the cat in the background so i'm really sorry for that you're hilarious no i i, I was gonna say while we, while i was talking i was trying not to be distracted by the cat licking himself in the background he had his leg all up in the air and he was just going to town i can edit that entertainment out. No, but even, okay, let's say that Fruity Pebbles make you happy, okay? I'm not suggesting that I want anyone to sit there and do nothing but eat Fruity Pebbles for four weeks. I'm not, I don't know how healthy that would be. I'm not a nutrition coach, but I'm I'm willing to bet that most of them would agree with me. However, it's not wrong to give yourself a treat. It's not wrong to give yourself something to look forward to especially during this time of adjustment. You know, I like to bake. I really enjoy like making cookies and cakes and brownies and stuff like that. Now I have to be careful though, because I don't want to sit there and overdo it where all I'm doing is hyper-focusing on baking. And before you know it, I've got six cakes and four trays of brownies and, you know, more cookies than anybody could eat in a lifetime. Because not only is that not really self-care anymore, it's turned into a numbing behavior. Yeah. But now I've got all of this stuff that's really not good for me to consume like copious amounts of. So I think it's about trying to find balance. The whole name of the game is what does balance look like? How can you bring some semblance of quote unquote normalcy? There's not really a good word for it other than that, but normal looks different from person to person. 
Randy, what might look normal for your morning routine may not look normal for my morning routine. And neither are right or wrong. It's just simply what's right for you and what's right for me may not match. And that's okay. You know, I, unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of like online fighting that's still going on where people are just really, you know, ingrained in whatever their stance is and they're they're very fused with it. And I, I think something's going to have to give in that arena where we're continually trying to hold other people to our standard of what's good for us, you know, and no more than I'm going to ever look at one of my clients and say, well, you know what I do? You should do exactly the same thing because that may not be right for them. Somebody might hear this and go, wow, she walks around her neighborhood every day for an hour. That sounds horrible. Okay, then don't do that. If that sounds horrible to you, don't do what I'm doing, right? But what's your version of that? What is something that you could do that gives you, you know, that same little like carrot to like strive for during your day or like, okay, I know if I do, you know, three or four hours of work, I'm going to take a break and go for a walk and then come back and I'm just like re-energized and charged up and ready to go. We all have some version of that, but it's almost like we have to get in there and kind of like hack our brain a little bit and figure out what are those motivating factors? What does that look like? Motivation's a tricky beast, you know, because when it's <laughs> there for me personally, boy, is it there. And when it's not there, boy, it's nowhere to be found. Okay, so then not to put you on the spot, but how good are you in those moments where it's nowhere to be found of allowing yourself some compassion to figure out what good enough looks like and not pushing yourself to be perfect or to do it, you know, the best of your ability. Maybe your best on one day doesn't look like your overall best on most days, but could that be good enough? Yeah, it definitely, it it depends upon what it is that if I can live with it not being good enough, sometimes, some days I'm like, yeah, half ass is perfect today. And, but other things, oh, if even I'm not feeling it, I'll put the extra effort in to make it good, even mm-hmm. if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, it just depends on the circumstance. But yeah, there are times I will just like, eh, screw that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it's not that I am suggesting that we ever want to strive for less than success, right? Cuz but success is kind of in the eye of the beholder and it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show today if all you can do on one day is get up and do some basic general hygiene things and allow yourself some compassion to get through the day, maybe you're actually doing more than you're giving yourself credit for. Maybe you needed some time to recover or recuperate. You know, maybe you needed a little bit of downtime. And the fact that we're all going through this kind of shocking time period, I'm going to use your word again because I think it's pretty accurate, the more of that downtime we all might need at certain points. Because there's also such a thing as using productivity or being busy as a way to numb out also. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's kind of like if I stand at my stove and I make baked goods all day, well, I've kind of zoned out and I'm no longer like really, you know, enjoying the process. I just have like a task and I have to finish the task. Well, it's kind of that same thing that if all I do is do productive things and I'm not giving myself any downtime, then I'm never really allowing those feelings to kind of come to the surface and I'm not allowing myself to process through them. Yeah. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's tricky, man. It's hard work being aware, self-aware of a lot of these things is it's hard, man. Nobody ever said it was easy, you know? Right. 
That's what makes it so good, though. If it were easy, everybody would do it. I also agree. I think it's one of those things. It's a hard process, but it's also a rewarding process. I I had this conversation with a potential client the other day that was sort of like on the fence as to whether or not, you know, seeking some, some help would be like in their best interest. And one of the questions that came up was, you know, well, isn't it hard? And it's like, well, I guess on some level, sure, because it's asking you to look inside and, you know, dig really deep and try to get in touch with your innermost worries, fears, concerns, all of the things that are holding you back. And sure, that could be a scary prospect, but I have never in my almost 15 years of doing this type of work seen that not be at least a little helpful. Mm -hmm. Now, I've definitely seen people not do the work or not apply the tools, and then it doesn't really do much to move them forward, but it doesn't make them go backwards. I've never seen it hurt anybody to try and get in touch with who they are and to, you know, develop some best practices for living. But it, it is kind of like a lifelong process. You know, I look back at the very first time I ever sought therapy. I think I was like 21, maybe almost 21, maybe. And that whole process for me was a scary, scary prospect because I had never done anything like that before. And then the more I got into it, the more I realized it was helping. And then it's kind of like it builds on itself, mm. you know, and then at, at before you even realize it, you've gotten to a point where you feel pretty all right most of the time. There's still going to be bad days, but you've learned tools to kind of help your way out of those bad moments. So it's a very well worth it process, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Whether with me or someone else, this is where it's like, I'm never going to say everyone should come to see me for services. Like everyone has to figure out like what's going to be best for them in that regard. You know, if you find the, I'm just going to call it therapist. If you find the right therapist for you, it's Mm -hmm. life changing, man. It can be. Absolutely. And not only can it be life changing, but it can be very, um, it can be just a really healthy thing to know yourself to really have a good understanding of who you are and what makes you tick on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, gave me the tools to spot things, red flags before they happen. It's like, like in relationships say, uh, I, I fall into patterns, believe it or not. I do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once I discover that I'm in that pattern, it's over, you know, it's mm-hmm. over. But now I see them like as they're starting to develop, and I, now I know, hey, I uh, last girlfriend that I had, the closest thing to a girlfriend I had, I said, hey, man, I'm entering into this place where I am de- going to develop into one of my old patterns. Here's how I'm going to behave, and I'm just going to quit coming around. I don't want to do that, so I've never done this before. So I'm going to share this with you, and maybe we can, you know, mm-hmm. work through it. And that we actually did, and it, it worked well. Other things didn't, you know, but it, it didn't mm-hmm. work out, but it, it went to a better place because I tried and I applied what I had learned and I saw the red flags and did something Mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, yeah, it's that kind of idea in the workshop I've got going on. I, the other day I said, you know, that, that old adage of like practice makes perfect. I don't know that perfect is the goal. I just think practice makes us better. You know, it's like the more that we implement the tools and the more that we try some new tactics and approaches to things, the better off we will be just sort of in the big picture. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we we stayed really good friends. And like I said, dude, I'd never, my success rate with relationships is obviously a big fat zero, but I said, I'd never tried this approach before and it worked out very well because all the other ways 
did not work out. But at least this time, you know, like I said, we remained friends, and it it, it definitely enhanced the relationship and took the relationship to to a better place. So. Mm-hmm. I hear you. No, I totally hear you. I done. think that's definitely part of the the trick also, you know, of being able to see things, do something about it and put steps in place to help you not go down a path of destruction or a path that's not so helpful. So, yeah. And it may not go to the place that you want it to go, but it mm-hmm. might make wherever it does go a bit easier for everyone involved. Yeah. Less toxic, less stressful, totally you know. What was that last piece? Less toxic and stressful and hurtful. Yes. Absolutely. I'm still working on this not talking over you thing. You would think after like, what is this? The fourth one we've done this way, I would get better at it. Hey, I think I've gotten somewhat better at it. <laughs> There's a delay, man. So it's hard to tell, you know, with the uh-huh. internet. There's just a little delay. There is a little delay. There is. But, you know, it is. It's, this whole Zoom thing is working out, though. It's allowing me a way to see my coaching clients. It's allowing me a way to do the the, the support call on a weekly basis. So, I, I'm, you know, all in all, pretty happy with it. I'm going downstairs and getting my coach's whistle right after we finish this podcast because I saw <laughs> the bag of basketballs and I was like, ah, I should, my hands are full. I'm going to come back and get the coaching whistle from when Lindsay says coaching. You're hilarious. Um, I, uh, if you are interested in joining the support call tonight, um, go to my blog from Monday. Um, and I'll even put a link in this post for the podcast on the website that you can click on. And not only can you register to be a part of the call, but you'll get an email from me a little bit before the call so that you'll know to, to jump on and, and, and kind of take part that way. And you can also submit questions or things that you'd like me to cover and if you don't want to ask it, like in front of everybody on a Zoom call, you can submit it prior to or send me a message. And then that way I'll answer your question and you can kind of come live and, and get those answers. So awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm enjoying doing it. Honestly, even after we're done with this whole like stay at home thing, I'm, I may keep it going at least on some regular interval because I just like being able to connect with people and answer questions and kind of help them live their best life. You know, it just it makes me feel like I'm doing something to be helpful. It may work out for people that might be busy and not have the time to get to see a therapist, which they would probably want to do, but they just don't feel like they, it fits Mm -hmm. into their schedule currently. And it could be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. If people want to follow along with your hilariousness, where can they find you? You can keep up with my ridiculous shenanigans on Instagram at rcashcomedy. Awesome. Awesome. And I already mentioned that you can find my blog and my podcast, my podcast episodes on my website, lindsaywalden.com. You can follow along with everything I have going on on Facebook. It's at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. And on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So Hopefully between all of those platforms, you'll be able to connect with one or both of us and follow along with the, with the awesomeness. I agree. Okay. I'm a man well, of again, many words. Mr. Cash, thanks for, what did you say? Uh, nothing. <laughs> We're overlapping. Just, just, just get us out of here. <laughs> hey, it's the joys of technology. But seriously, thank you for helping me out with this again. I love that we now have a video format in addition to audio for people to watch what we've got going on. Um, if you do have questions or things you'd like to submit for a future episode, you can always get in touch and let us know. But until next week, please stay safe, everyone, and we will be back soon.